DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. What's up, podcast? I have Samantha McCurry on this week, and she is in the restaurant industry. She's been in the biz for a long time, and um, she has a lot of cool stories and stuff, so we're going to talk about that today. What's up, girl? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks okay. for having yes, me. Yes, ma'am. So, Sam is what we call her, and um, she actually reached out to me, when was that, two weeks ago? Yeah. And um, thank you for being a listener, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, and you're the first person to reach out to me and say, hey, can I be on? I don't know. Oh, if, really? I don't know if this thing sucks, or people just don't want to reach out to me, but most of the time I find people that I know, and I say, hey, do you want to come on? You're interesting. I love you. Come talk. But you reached out to me, so thank you. I did. You. You're welcome. My, it's my you pleasure. Yeah. Um, I I, st- I listened to Lauren's, Okay. and, and I, I was like, you know, that's that's really cool. I want to be a part of that, and you know, I like to support you yeah, in well, all thanks. of your endeavors. Yeah. Um, so I thought it would be cool to come and talk about, you know, like what you had posted the other day about finding a job that you love and yeah. you'll never work. You know, that's my motto: find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. Um, I am so fortunate to have found that, and I just wanted to talk about it with your friends. Well, so how long have you been doing what you're doing now? So I've been in the restaurant industry about 22 years. Nice. And how old are you? Oh, 42. See, you don't look it. But I had to ask because I'm, I need these people to know. I am you 42. Know? Awesome. Um, I still get asked how old I am every day, and people are like, no way. You're, you, we thought you were 29. <laughs> So, um, when you're in the industry, you learn to take care of your skin yeah. a lot better. So, because your your face is your money maker, yeah. and uh, so yeah, 22 years. Well, so what got you into it, and and you know, from where you started to where you're at now, and you know, a lot of people. We were talking a little bit before the show just a second ago. A lot of people like use that industry as a side hustle until they go through school or whatever. Right. What made you decide to make it a career? Well, okay, I started as a side hustle. Like, okay. I was going to school. For what? I hated, I hated school. What, what were you going to school for? Business. Okay. Um, what did you think you wanted to do? I thought maybe, like, accounting or something like that. Like, I've always been really interested in business. Okay. And, like, running a business and how a business works. And it's just really interesting to me. Um, so, you know, and back in the day... People perceived servers and bartenders already as, oh, well, you must be going to school. Right. You know, and it was, yeah, I was. And it was, I just hated school. And then I got, I started working in a law office and I was like, man, I really hate a nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> like that's even yeah. worse than school. And during those times, I was still in this in the service industry, waiting tables and bartending. And I was like, you know what? I just have so much fun at work. And so I worked at these restaurants, and then I hooked up with a local restaurateur who I've known forever, yeah. literally my whole life, and started working for him. And one day he approached me and was like, you know, you're really great at what you do. Why don't you go into management, you know? And then he offered me the position that I have now, and that's been almost 15 years. And so what are you doing now? You're managing? Mm-hmm. I do a little bit of everything. I get to do a little bit of everything because yeah. I am a little... I don't know. I, I can't. I could not just be a restaurant manager where you just walk the floor and shake hands. <clears throat> I have to be one on one. Yeah. I think my passion probably is bartending. Mm-hmm. I love making cocktails. I make good cocktails. I make pretty cocktails. You know, I think that's probably yeah. my passion. Yeah. 
Okay, well, yeah, I love that two two short song too. By the way, oh yeah. <laughs> but um, so well, well, saying that you um, so now you work in a restaurant um, and we're in North Louisiana. You're at Windrush, so now you work in a restaurant that's geared more to an affluent area. Yes. Have you always been in that kind of restaurant market? Because that restaurant market. And bartending market is way different than, say, a franchise, you know, yeah. where it's like it's more sports bar driven. Right. So I've done both. Okay. I've worked in a corporate okay. setting, and there are pros and cons to both. Um, the It's more fun where I am now because we are locally owned. Yeah. Um, we don't have as many, you know policies and yeah. you know procedures right. and you have to be a robot and this yeah. is how you have to wait your tables and you have to say this this and this yeah. or script and you know um but i definitely like the local business better versus the corporate even though the corporate is more structured and could be more um stable yeah because you never know with the right, restaurant you know local but you're fortunate enough to be a place that's established and um, people on it that are established have multiple other restaurants and you have a good affluent market and you have a good client base. I do. And I, don't, I don't see them ever leaving. I don't, you know, yeah. it's only growing out there. Exactly. You live some, somewhat kind of out yeah. there. It's only growing. Well, so now that being said, how did you like, so when you, when did you make the jump to the other market to where you're at now to that market? The, 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 the more affluent market, more upscale, nicer craft cocktails, not just a margarita and a beer yeah. menu, you know what I mean? Well, um, a restaurant that I worked for, a corporate restaurant, had yeah. closed. Okay. And I'd opened to close that restaurant. And, I mean, it's I have a little bit piece of my heart there in my heart because yeah. that's where I got started and learned how to bartend and all that okay. stuff. Um, but Chris my boss called me one day and was like listen you know I'm opening this restaurant and this is when he opened Cantina you know come over blah 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 and so I did and I worked there for a few years and then he decided to open what Windrush is now okay and so I didn't immediately go over there um but about a month later he was like man I want you to come out to this restaurant you know I think your personality would really get a bunch of regulars in there and you know build up the clientele and i mean he gave me a menu and a set of keys and was like have a good day this is your new, <laughs> this is your new home so well, well there's something to be said about that that you can be entrusted just to walk in and you know do your thing oh yeah they, i i think they trust me a lot well so now tell me some i want to hear some stories what kind of stories? every every bartender has a good story i have a lot of good stories okay we can go as you know, it don't even matter. I don't care whatever you want to tell me, but I, I think that I, this is what I've noticed about uh, you know noticed about you. I've known you now for probably oh man, probably six or seven years. Yeah, I think seven. Uh, when I moved over to this area, I lived in a rural area about thirty minutes away from where your restaurant bar is. Yeah, and that was the closest thing we could go to eat and drink. Right. And so I met you, and I was like, oh man, you know she's awesome. But what I've always noticed is that. I've been in the marketing industry and the business industry now for uh, about five years, and we've built our, we started building our company on networking. Right. And a lot of networking is done at a bar. Oh, for or, sure. Or not necessarily a bar bar, but like after hours setting, having a few drinks after work. A lot of deals are made. Yep. A, a lot, lot of business deals. A lot of. And so. A lot of corporate cards are used. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. So what's a good story you have from, you know. You know, over the past few years, that you could say maybe, maybe not so much funny or embarrassing, but memorable. Because 
I feel like everybody that and whoever's listening that you know knows you or people that are in this industry something they can relate to or they're like oh yeah I remember you know I met so and so and they turn out to be a great person and grew up and moved off and then come back you know anything like that I think those, well, those things are interesting I will say that I have met so one of my favorite my favorite people right now we have lunch every Monday at the same place um, the first weekend I was working there. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't know where anything was behind the bar. Like, I was still trying to get my feel for everything. And we were doing a shift change. And I had put a ticket in front of him. And I said, hey, um, you don't have to pay this now. I just want to let you know, like, we're doing a shift change, blah, blah, blah. And he right. was kind of an asshole to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dang. Okay, and then it turned out we were out of a specific wine that he liked and a specific vodka that he liked. Okay. And he just lit into me. And I was like, man, I left crying. And I was like, I don't know if this is I don't know if this is right, you know. Yeah. But here we are, ten years later, we have lunch every Monday, like we hang out all the time. He's one of my favorite people. Yeah. So it's just funny seeing bad things turn out to be you know, yeah. a good relationship, right. you know, and we mess, I joke with him all about it. I'm like, remember that time you made me cry my first week <laughs> of work here and I didn't know anything? Well, that is funny. Now, there, I always, like, here's another thing with, like, regular people, you got to keep their stuff. Oh, yes, sir. Especially if you're in, like, an affluent establishment. Uh, yes, sir. You, gotta, you better make sure you have that liquor. You better make sure you have wine. You better not run out of whatever food they get every week, yep. you know, because out there I know you guys have a lot like the regulars that come in there every day or maybe oh, yeah. just they come in there one day of the week you know and um that's just I, I there's like you know a lot of people say well I can never go somewhere and sit down and, and eat by myself I do it every day for a lunch. A lot of people do that in, in where you're at. Well, I feel like because they maybe think that they're not alone. Like, yeah because you're there. Yeah. Exactly. And so, so you have good company it's not like you're sitting in a desolate area by yourself just you like know, not talking to anybody yeah, not talking to anyone hold up over in the corner you know hating yourself or you know whatever. I will make you be my friend yeah I have done that with someone who is like he's a guy here he's very successful he's he's a doctor and yeah. he is just stoic yeah. and I mean I waited on him for two years and finally I was like doc Oh, Doc's hilarious. Do you like my nail? I just got my nails done. Do you like my nail color? And he was, and then he started talking. And now we're, I mean, like, that's another funny story too, where yeah. he, we, and now we text message funny stuff all the time. And we talk, he, he's, he always says, you know, I don't ever come unless you're here. I don't yeah. ever come unless you're here. And so that makes me feel good. Yeah. I think I always love the energy that you guys have in there. Cause if you go to a lot of places and a lot of places, whether it be restaurant, bar area, but more that vibe where people want to go and hang out, not just go eat and leave. Or you yeah, know, they're a little like people go because oh, that's the place to go tonight because there's a lot of people there, right? Or that's the place to go because it's a new place. Or you know, you know, we struggled a little bit with our identity in the yeah. beginning because we weren't sure the demographic out there. It was right. all still new. And so, it, in the beginning, it was a little stuffy, yeah. white tablecloths, you right. know. And so, we kind of changed all that. And now, it's more of like, I mean, people say it all the time, like, it's just cheers. It's just like know? cheers. I was going to say that. And I'm not even old enough to even know what that show is, yeah. but I do because the it's just, it's the presence and the experience and the culture. Yeah. And every business built right has good culture. Yes. And they last. And it's all about culture. And you bring the culture. I, I feel like it's my creative outlet. It is. Like, this is it your is. creative yeah. outlet. 
So I, I mean. So that being said, if it's your creative outlet, what are your what are your favorite parts of that industry? If you were to break it down. Okay. Well, obviously the people. Okay. If you like people watching and you love to go (laughs) and people watch, you should go to a bar or a restaurant bar, you know, and just sit there and you will, you will laugh. You will make friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously the cocktails. I love making cocktails. So you like more craft cocktails? Not necessarily. You know, I hear like lately everybody's like, are you a... um, Mixologist. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, no, and it's like, no, I'm not a flair bartender. I'm not a mixologist. Uh, I'm just a good bartender. I'm really good at making classic cocktails, which I think are making a comeback, yep. like the Manhattans and old fashions old and fashion. stuff like that. Martinis, I make a really good martini. See, I've been drinking old fashions now for since I was, you know, everyone listening since I was legal, you know, yeah. to drink and um. I've always loved them because I love whiskey, but you can sip on that and it's not straight whiskey, but it's not too much. Yeah. And I've noticed now going out and having those drinks and still ordering it, used to, five or six years ago, if you would ask a young bartender to make you one, they had no idea. Mm -hmm. But now I see people younger than me drinking them, so I feel like they're coming Uh, back. Well, the bourbon is like, the craft bourbon is coming. coming, And then they're like, okay, well, I'll make a drink with that. You know, it's just interesting because three or four years ago. They were like an old man drink, basically, you know. They were like, what are you doing drinking that? You've been watching Mad Men? Yeah. I mean, that's what I like. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but... um, yeah, I just uh, I would think I would define myself as just a classic cocktail perfectionist. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a flair bartender. I don't flip mixing tins and yeah. you know do cartwheels and set shit on fire by the <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, no, that's good to know because I mean the most important thing is the people, of course, the experience, and then quality. Mm-hmm. And the quality goes in the drink. Consistency. And the consistency, of course, and then the food, too. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah. I don't have a lot of, uh, I don't make a lot of decisions about the food there, but um, but I definitely listen to what people want yeah. and then pass it on to the powers that be, and they usually create it or make it happen. So that's that. But but basically, the, the the one-on-one with like the people like yeah. I love being with them I think all my life I've been social and like that used to get me in trouble when I was little because <laughs> I would be more social and yeah. spend more time with my friends than I would do in my homework you know and I think you know this is how this is me like this is what I love to do and well, so you have been doing this how how many years did you say so in the industry for 22 years <coughs> 22 years been, how long have you been in uh, this type of position you're in now 10, 10, 11, 12, 12 years. Okay. I've been working for the same people for almost 15 okay. years. So, you know, it's a, they're good, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Good. They know I'm not going anywhere. Right. I keep them happy. They keep me happy. Yeah. And So, know. and you have a daughter. I do. How old's your daughter? She is 20. 20. She, I taught her how to wait tables. Did you? Yes. Okay. And what's she doing now? She is in Arkansas. She goes okay. to school there. Um, I don't think she works. No. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure she doesn't. Well, I mean, hey, she's going to school. That's all that matters. She does you know? go to school. She's What's she going to school for? For um, education, I think, okay. yeah, and history minor. Yeah. She was teaching at this really, or like, not teaching because she's not certified yet, right. but at this really cool school called the New School okay. that they have there, and I guess they're in California, too, Okay. but um, it's a really, like, bougie high-tech school um, and she loves that 
and she travels a lot. Yeah. We're going to Memphis next weekend. Well, so were you a single mom growing up with, I mean, bringing her up? You were a single mom? Yeah, you know, I was, but I don't like to say that because of my family. Right. And they say it takes a village, and it really does. And oh, so, yeah, no, of course, but correlating to what we're talking about and the hustle and working oh, yeah. and then raising the child One income, is what yes. I'm getting at. Yeah, One I'm not income. saying, you know, of course, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you got to have all the help you can get. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. single income yeah. family. Okay, yeah, and, and so you, you were hustling uh-huh. and taking care of your daughter. I was. Now she's made it to college, so apparently you did something right. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, It was a struggle in the beginning, but once I started getting the rhythm of like, okay, this industry is really lucrative if you really focus on it. Yeah, if you master your craft. Don't show up hungover. Well, I've done that before. Well, you know what I mean. That's the worst. Yeah, of course it happens, but take pride in what you're doing. Yeah. Anything you do, take pride in it look good you know I used to be so shy and in the beginning I was so nervous and I can't I, see that I was I used I had, to be shy too which is funny well yeah that I could never see you being yeah, shy yeah I was but yeah, that is funny but I would be so nervous to go up to my tables and one night I was drinking wine with a friend on yeah. her patio and, and she was like Sam you've got to think of it as like this is your audience and you're the show yeah. like they're here for you and you have to entertain them and then that's when I kind of was like you know what you might be on to something there you know yeah. and so I mean I remember I would wait tables and ask people um, like older ladies when they would come in you know I'd greet them and say hey ladies would y'all like to start off with you know a glass of tea or perhaps a shot of tequila you know and they would just be like who is you this them up real quick yeah. they come in, yeah and then they would come back and be like hey can that girl that offers us the tequila can we wait can she wait on us again yeah. you know and you just kind of build I have regulars at Windrush that I had 22 years ago what to this couple who I love yeah and I think it's just like so awesome. Well, what what um, restaurant bar were you in that closed of the corporate structure? Tony Roma's. Tony Roma's. Man, I vaguely remember that place. It was the best. Yeah. It was the best place to work. That was like a nationwide franchise. It was. Yeah. It was, and they ended up closing a bunch of stores. I can't remember why. Um, but I tricked them. I started working there when I was pregnant and didn't tell them I was pregnant. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so they were like, a couple months later, they were like, girl, are you pregnant? And I was like, yeah, by the way. Yeah. So uh, they let me work, you know, and while I was pregnant and take leave and come back. And then that's when I really started grinding because I was like, holy shit, I have a kid, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, I moved up there in management, too. Every place I've worked at, I've started as a server and moved up into management. Yeah. And it's, I've really only had three, worked for three restaurants. Well, so. that's, I mean, that's something to be said there. So you didn't, but so that's the first start in, but what about before school? What did you do? Before college? Yeah. Did you do anything? You just went straight from high school to college? Yeah, I went straight from high school to college. Okay. I worked for a law firm, which was fun. But that I, was during college or after? During. Okay. okay yeah, I okay, went okay, straight yeah. from high school yeah, to got college. You, got you. Okay. Yeah. So the first for law firm and then restaurant. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Well, then, yeah, that makes more sense. So now we were talking about, before the show, you were talking about, you know, the the what, what this is now and what it used to be. Yeah. You know, and... We're talking about like most people used to use bartending or waitressing or whatever as a side hustle while they were going to school, whatever. Right. And like it's the staple as a side hustle. 
Yeah. Now, there's so many things you can do as a side hustle now. I know, and that's what I was telling you about how people are referring to this as the gig economy. Yeah. Because you can work a thirty, forty thousand $40,000 job mm-hmm. and then drive for Uber yep. for four or five days exactly. a week. Or Lyft or, you know, the food service people, because mm-hmm. we, ha- we um, do the food delivery, too. Um, but yeah, other than I guess you could say prostitution, <laughs> I really yeah. feel like the service industry was the original no, side hustle. Yeah, bartending and waiting, waiting tables. I mean, that's that where that's where it was at. And then you see people, and, and some people look down on career bartenders. They and, do and waitresses. They're kind of judgy. And, and I don't like that. I don't either. Um, I feel like, and you know, it's just how society was. You yeah, know, everyone conforms and says you have to go high school then you have to go to college and then you have to get a professional job yeah now you can be good at anything and make money at it well now they're they are like school educators they're wanting to bring back like the trade schools yes of course because there's not enough skilled workers because there's too many people that went to school for these broad corporate jobs that are needed now yep and now it's like you it's a bachelor's is nothing you have to go higher right if you want to get a good job if you want to get that management or whatever yeah but to be honest with you and when I look at people and interview people, whatever for work, I don't give a damn if they have a resume. Oh my god! I wish I you could get talk. To, I wish I you could talk to, to my dad. Well, I want to get to know them because a piece of paper don't mean shit. And even if you have a degree, it don't mean shit. That just tells me that you're able to sit in a class and take a test for two years yeah. or four years yeah. or seven years. I don't care about that. I want to see your worth ethic. You want to see your street credit. I do because smart. your worth ethic means more now than it ever did. It you does. Know, I feel like 50 years ago was very important. There wasn't that that broad you know okay if you went to you know if you went to university it was to be a doctor mm-hmm. or a lawyer it wasn't to be a manager at, you know Costco right you know what I mean so now it's like okay now it goes back to worth it because there's so many jobs and there's so much stuff available at scale and another thing you were talking about that we, I made that post this week about loving what you do right and you love what you do I love what I do um but you have like, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to do what you want to do. There should, there's no excuse. And if you say, if you say, okay, well, I'm stuck in this job and I hate it. Then get a new one. But I can't get a new one yet because I have two kids. I mean. Okay. Okay. But what are you doing after your kids go to sleep at eight or nine p.m.? Yeah. It's those hours between ten and two a.m. where you can grind your ass off and do something else and it's, make that side hustle start happening. And it's so easy or now. Drive for Uber or whatever until you get money built up. So then you can go start your little company. Right. There's no excuse for anyone to be stuck in a rut right now, not doing what they love. That is. And it's so true. hard for people to make that decision. And I get it. And sometimes they just need a swift kick in the ass. Some, and a lot of times it's fear. It is fear. It's, it's insecurity. It is definitely insecurity. It's insecurity because they, just like people getting into marriage, they hate, but they're so scared to get out on their own because they've been together for 10 years. Oh, gosh. It's the same thing. It is. They're married to this, and they're so scared to step outside that box. Their and comfort zone. Exactly. Chris, my my boss used to make fun of me and be like, "Don't go changing anything. Sam will get Sam will start crying because I'm <laughs> such a like yeah. creature of habit." But I think as the older I've gotten, like the more I am like <clears throat> outside and doing things yeah. differently. You know, I tried to do the social media thing like y'all do sometimes. Yeah, for like business, like for marketing, for, yeah. business, for your business. And, and stuff, I, yeah. you know, I've learned that I cannot, <clears throat> I cannot work from home. Yeah. I get distracted, yeah. and that's and that's what. 
Well, I mean, every I mean, we we have employees. That, yeah, we. I mean, we have office setting to where it's very hard to entrust someone to do everything with no kind of guidelines. Mm-hmm. So you have to set some kind of little bar- barrier and say, okay, I expect you to do this, this, and this during this time. Everybody needs some sort of direction. I don't yeah. care who you are. Some people can do everything and not even mess with, you know, to have someone telling them. But 90% of people need some kind of little direction. I need a lot of direction I sometimes. It's part of it. And I like it yeah. because it's like it keeps me focused. You know, yeah. it keeps me from drifting off or getting on Facebook, you know. Well, not only that, but like if you're in an industry where you have people, you you know the ins and outs of it. You're worried about the people. Mm-hmm. But then you have higher ups that have to worry about the business and the structure. Oh, my gosh, I and know. You have, you have to entrust them. You know, it's all a, it's all a. It's a well, hand-in-hand thing. Yeah, it works together. So you can't just say, okay, I'm, I'm, I can do it all. I don't work that way. No. People ask me all the time, like, why don't you open your own restaurant? And it's like, no, what? No. Like, I'm I, good at this. I love this. Yeah, you don't want that other headache. I want to work for them because yeah. they're good. They're right. probably the best in town. Yeah. And... Yeah, I see them sometimes in a table with paperwork, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go make some drinks. Y'all handle all this. I don't want to mess with any of that. And that's when, like, but I will say that everybody thinks sometimes that they can open a restaurant, and we've seen it. Yeah, I mean, I think every market, every market sees this, especially local restaurants, because and one thing it goes back to is like, of course, when you open it, it's a new hot spot. It's going to be busy. But you got to be consistent. But what are you doing before you open to get ready for the when it slows down? Exactly. That's why I always like we talk about marketing. Like, do you do you know what you're doing? Get ready to spend some money. Like, just because you were busy as hell those first three months, you think the rest of the time it's not going to be that way. Or you know, people like uh, open bars and they're like, yeah, well, I got friends and yeah. they like to drink. Yeah. They could come hang out with me, yeah. and it's like. Yeah, well, your friends don't really want to pay for all their drinks. Exactly. You know, and that's when it gets like, well, you can't make any money if you're giving away free stuff. You got to have the culture, and, you know, you got to have the culture for Mm -hmm. anything to stay alive. I don't care what it is. I don't care what kind of business it is, whether a restaurant or, you know, a grooming, dog grooming company. It doesn't matter. Like, you got to have that culture. You got to have the customer service. Yes. Any industry you're in, you have to have it. Yours more than any. Oh, I know. Because. On your best day, someone's still gonna bitch about something. Honey, I take tongue lashings. Yeah, exactly. You just gotta once be, a month, and you have to like. You gotta take that. You have to take it. Yeah. You know, if you don't like what we served, you know, it's like I can't tell you what you do and do not like. Right. You know, so you just have and to. There's always those customers that just aren't. They're never satisfied. It just happens. It's it, part of it. It is. Uh, we had a big event here recently. Um, uh, we do those for like a nonprofit, and this lady walked up to me. She's like, "I'm just so disappointed in this setup." And I said, "Well, I apologize. This is a venue; it's their setup. I can't control how their stuff flows, you know. But I, you know, I'm sorry." And she's like, "Well, I spent this money," and I'm like, "Well, you know, it was went to a good cause." Though. I said, "Your money's going to a nonprofit. <laughs> yeah. Would you like me to go to them and get your money back?" She's like, "Well, no, no. I just wanted to let you know." And I was just like, "There's 500 people here." Having and a great the, time. And you're the one complaining. So it just got to deal with it. You I know, know? It like sucks. It, I got stressed for a second. I was like, I bust my ass to do all this. But you got to hold it somebody in. come up. And, you know, it's just like you got to deal with it. It's part of it. Yeah. It's you like can't next make everybody year, happy all the Next time. year we won't invite you. you yeah. Know? I, I mean, I was like, next year we'll try to do better. Yeah. That's all we can do. You know? It sucks. But but it definitely there's more good than than bad. Yeah. Um, I've learned to stay off of Yelp. <laughs> Man. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you got to watch those reviews. They'll get Man. you, especially in the restaurant industry. So. I, hope, I just want to say to, like, the general public, don't take a Yelp review seriously. Yeah. Um, I did see a funny meme one time, and it was like, you know, the chalkboards outside of restaurants. Yeah. It said, hey, why don't y'all come in and try this sandwich that this guy on Yelp completely hated? And it was so <laughs> funny. But why don't you come and try it? And well, I know. love that we're in a society now where we can take that with uh, tooth and nail, and it's not so... You know, like 10 years ago, they would have been devastated with that one bad review. But yeah. now, you know, it's like, okay, let's just... Let's just try to get better. I saw like one the other. Up on that one thing. I saw one the other day, and and I don't take them seriously if there are misspellings. Yeah. If there, if you don't <coughs> use proper punctuation, I'm like, of I'm course. not taking them seriously. Yeah, no. You yeah. know, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be tough to that. You gotta roll with the punches. You do. And that's in anything. It really is. Now, we talked about a little bit of the business stuff. What about the emotional passion? I want to hear your passion behind this. My passion? Yeah, like why are you emotional about what you do? You said you love what you do. I just, we talked about the experience. We talked about the business side of it. But what makes you, when you walk through that door, smile? I don't know. I, I don't think I can completely pinpoint it. But okay. it was like I was saying earlier, Sunday I was having the worst day, Yeah. in my opinion. Um, you know, with whatever in my head I was thinking about and it was I was like oh you know sucks whatever and I walked into that restaurant and I was like you know what this this is my happy place yeah you know like my my friends are here my people you know they Mm -hmm. come to see me I love seeing them we have great conversations I think I'm just naturally a people pleaser yeah and so that's why I'm so good at what I do I mean not to toot my own horn but the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. I mean, you love it. You're good at it. That's like me. I, I try to be the best at everything I do. Or why the hell am I doing it? Yeah, exactly. There's no reason. There's no reason. And, and you if know, everyone's half-assing it, you just do it to best your ability. Usually, you're gonna be the best. Yeah. <laughs> Let me mean? tell you, there's a difference in servers now versus servers 20 years ago. Okay, what's the difference? They are not as eager. As and why do you think so? I don't. You I think don't. it's a sense of entitlement because they have to be there? Maybe. Um. Okay, well, let me ask you this. And not necessarily at your establishment. Mm -hmm. Do you think servers now, the younger ones, are there because they can't find anything else? Or are they there because they want to be? I think that they are using it as a gig. Like, I do see, and like, don't get me wrong, like, my staff is amazing. Yeah. But I've just seen over the well, years. We have turnover in that industry a lot. We, you know, we don't have a lot of turnover. Well, that's good. But yeah. most people do in that they industry. Do. You're very fortunate not to. Yeah. Because I, I know going in there recently, and you know, over the years, seeing the same people, same people, and they know my name. Yeah. And I feel bad. I'm like, shit. I don't even know. I don't know their name. It makes me feel bad. I'm like, but that's really awesome that they yeah. they know my name, and I only come in here like once, once every few months. Yeah. Man, that's just there's something to be said. About yeah, that. but I don't know. You know, I, I don't want to say it's entitlement. You know, just over the years, or maybe it's like the millennial mindset. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's just you know when when I first started, it was hustle. Like you only got as good a tip as the service you provided. Right. I th- I do agree with that now because I think people now as a consumer feel more guilty to give a tip even though the service wasn't good. Yeah. And, you know, I'm an over-tipper because it's just my industry well, yeah. and I believe in financial crime I'm, I'm a tight ass. I'm not going to lie. 
if now I, I'm gonna tip decent, yeah. But if you continue to mess stuff up, and I know it's your fault, yeah. You know, I'm gonna make sure I reflect that in yeah. your tip. I'm sorry, but I will. It's just different now. People expect it. Yeah. Well, I waited on them. Why didn't they leave me a twenty percent tip? They only left me three dollars. Yeah. Well, at least they left you something. And it's like, but their check was nine dollars, so that's a thirty percent tip. Exactly. If you look at the numbers, you know exactly. they don't look at it like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a different. It's a lazier. Oh, let me ask you an interesting question. I've always thought about this. I always have weird ass thoughts. So I've noticed because I was in oil and gas for ten years prior right. to what I've been doing lately, and um. In that industry, you do a lot of, you know, meeting and take going out and having drinks and yeah. stuff. And you do a lot of lunch meetings and yep. you do a lot of after-hour meetings. I always notice, and correct me if I'm wrong, at lunch, people never tip worth a shit. You know, that's... And then at dinner, they tip way more. And it's not... It's funny because the prices aren't that different. That's true, yeah. But you're just adding in drinks. So is it because they're drinking? They're a little Definitely, more generous? Definitely, yeah. Probably that. I always that thought about that I, I remember going to lunch and there'll be like a $20... Tab, if, we, if you and I have lunch mm-hmm. and it's you know twenty something bucks and someone leaves three or four dollars mm-hmm. and we go to dinner and it's thirty something bucks and then they live twenty. Are you asking me to go to dinner? No, okay. maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think people think that. Well, in lunch, <clears throat> you know, when you go out to eat, you go because you're in a hurry. Usually yeah. at lunch. Yep. You need to get back to work. Yeah, you need to get back to work. You you expect it fast. In that industry, we were there for like two hours. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I loved it when we had all the... Oh, yeah. yeah. That was was exciting. But, uh, you know, I think it's just a quicker-paced setting for lunch. And it's not necessarily cheaper. I mean, it is a little bit, but it's just on the go. Dinner is more like a relaxed... You know, we're relaxing. We're here to not necessarily be entertained but you know like you know games on and we're here we're gonna have some beers and some appetizers yeah your tip's gonna be different completely from lunch well i mean that makes sense it's just i've always thought about that because i've noticed because i I look and watch people when they tip and i'm like i had dinner with you last week you tipped 20 you just tipped three yeah last week may have even times when we didn't drink you know what i mean it's just funny to me how that works. Some people are, I mean, I definitely don't judge people on how they tip because no, no, tip no, is no. not, you know, yeah. You know, I'm just looking. But it is interesting to see the difference, like when yeah. you work a lunch shift and when you work a night shift, you know. But if you hustle that morning shift, honey, and you get some regulars coming in, lunch regulars. Yeah, I mean, lunch is usually a good crowd for most places if they're in, you're in a good, generally located area. Yeah. You know, around different industries where you know, you know, people are gonna be flowing in and out from eleven to two. Right, right. And we have that here, you know, and you know, we're not like that where we are. It's not a lot of. We don't have a big lunch crowd. I mean, I'm not saying we don't. Right. We. But just, you're not in an area that's metro located to right. where there's a bunch of businesses around. There's not a bunch of people. Right. It's more leaving their office. Have more residential areas around you, so you're more dinner location. Right. Let me ask you this: um, since we're talking about these things. Brunch is like the new hot shit. Oh my you know, god! It has been for like the past two or three years. Yeah. And it's funny because you were talking about millennials or you know, like the younger demographic. Those people will spend more money on brunch than they do on food all week long. I'm telling you. All for a damn Instagram post. I'm telling you. It blows my mind. Brunch and rosé. Yeah. Rosé. Yeah. Like it's funny to see the trends in it the is. market. You know. It is. Brunch is everything to people. It really is. And um, in this market, we only have a handful of places that have brunch mm-hmm. and probably two or three that have decent brunch. Right. But you go to a bigger market in a big metro area, 
everyone's got brunch on Sunday. Yeah. You know, and it's just like everywhere slammed. It's smart. Yeah. You know, if you don't do brunch, you're missing out. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't offer brunch as a restaurant, right. you might be missing out on some. But you got to have alcohol. Well, you got to have brunch, mimosas. Brunch, yeah. You got to have mimosas and Bloody Marys. Yeah. It's like a thing. It's yeah. a staple, you know. And I'm not sure if that's just a Southern thing for the Bloody Mary deal, but I know mimosas probably nationwide. Mimosas, rosé, man. I've yeah. never heard so much about rosé as I have in the past five years. And, and pink, have, uh, pink wine yeah. and making a comeback. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. And it's really popular, too. I it mean, is. And there are some not, really good ones. I'm not, a, I'm not a wine drinker. You know, I used to be, and I'm not anymore. Oh, you were talking about... Oh, I want to talk about that real quick. You were talking about Lauren. You listened to... Lauren came on, Lauren Fox, mm-hmm. um, a few... About a month back or whatever. And um, you're working out with her now. Yes. So you're on the health kick. I mean, I like to just think of it as like a lifestyle change. That's the best way to think. The only way to think of it. Yeah, I don't want to... If you don't think of it any other way, it's not going to happen. I don't like to say like I'm dieting or, you know, I don't like to say that. I like to say I am watching what I'm eating. Carbs and sugar, I've been trying to cut out. Oh, my Lord. They're in everything. Oh, my goodness. But when, you know, it's funny when you start reading those nutrition Labels. Facts and you start paying attention and just spending the extra 30 seconds, it makes all the difference. It does. Because you, you'll call yourself out. You're like, oh, shit, I can't have that. I'm telling you. Well, I, I wanted 10 to, grams a day. I wanted to make tacos a couple weeks yeah. ago, right? And so I go to the store and I get the lean meat or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm making, actually, I was going to make like taco salad because I didn't want the carbs. Right. And I started reading the label of the taco seasoning and I was like, what? No. Now you got to make your own. I Pinterest it. Yep. I made my own. Diane. It was garlic, the best. Onion. Yes. Go for it. It was so good. Chili yeah. powder. Yeah, chili powder, whatever. Red pepper flakes. Yeah, you can't use that, uh, whatever it is. Taco Bell taco seasoning. Taco Bell mix. Got thousand milligrams of sodium. Sodium. Two, two, oh my gosh. Teaspoons. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I love working out with Lauren. I was just saying, thankfully, we're sitting down today because yesterday it would have been hard to sit yeah. in this chair. But, um, you know, I'm just getting older. Yeah. And so I have to pay more attention to things that I put in my body. Are you now, you like to, you see, you like to make drinks, you like to drink. Um, mm-hmm. What Since you're making that health shift, what are you drinking now versus what you used to? So I Because there's a lot of calories in all these fancy drinks oh, yeah, drink, you know? yeah. I uh, used to drink a lot of wine, okay. and that it was just the sugar and wine. I was like, my goodness, yeah. no wonder I haven't lost any weight in two yeah. years, you know? <laughs> and so I switched to vodka. Okay. And so usually I'll drink a vodka fresca, which has nothing in it, yeah. or like a vodka Sprite, no sugar, okay. and that has nothing in it gotcha. as well, or vodka soda. Well, we're talking about alcohol, and I got a gift for you, so I'm about to give oh, you something. Here we go. First off. Somewhere last weekend, and I saw this, and I knew you were coming on, so I got you. This is some gum. You can read what it says. Hilarious, bitch! I am the secret ingredient. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I saw that. I said, Oh, that's Sam for sure. That is so funny. And um, so this, so you've been drinking vodka. I don't know if you've had this yet, but this is Western Sun vodka. Oh, you have you had it? No, but it's it's Texas. Okay, it's really good. It's made in Texas. And this is blueberry. And it doesn't have a lot of sugar. What? But it is delicious. I love me some Texas vodka. This is delicious. You can be careful. You can drink this on ice. Okay. Like, so, like, put some water in it or something. Maybe some soda, a little splash of soda. I love Texas vodka. And I love that Texas vodka is, like, popular. And it's gluten-free. All right. So is Tito's, which is what I usually drink. Yeah, it's gluten-free. Thank you. Thank you. I'll have to have some of this when I get off tonight. Yeah, you need some. Or maybe I mean, I'll take it to work with me. Yeah, let's <laughs> regulars try it. 
Maybe Where? then y'all can get it in. Um, so some friends of mine, Corks and Cuts, has, has they're right down the road from yeah, you yeah. guys. They have it, but they only have the small bottles. So I had to run somewhere else and get that. But um, I've tried it there. That's how I know because they're always they're a client, a friend, and they're always like, "Hey, this new stuff, try it." You know? Yeah. I was like, Damn, that's some good shit right there. Really? Yeah. I can't wait to have a drink tonight. <laughs> I might have to have a taste test when I get to work. Uh, yeah, Mr. Mac, Mr. Mac loves his vodka. Oh, does he? He loves his Russian vodka. Okay, well. Yeah, I'm more we'll like Tito's. Tito's. I'm not sure the sugar content on that, but I know it's not like one of those real sugary vodkas, flavored vodkas. It's more like natural, I believe. So does regular vodka have sugar? I mean, I know that alcohol turns to sugar no, in your body. But, you know, I mean, vodka's made with potatoes normally or, you know, some rice and then some, right. you know, they make it out of whatever. But um, it will metabolize, you know, as that. So, I mean, I'm not a dietitian, right, but right. I'd say any alcohol is not excellent for you. But if you're going to drink something, at least drink it straight with some water yeah. and maybe a little bit of like lime, lime. versus a margarita with 1,200 calories oh in it. Oh my gosh, I love a margarita. I love a margarita, I love a margarita too. And I'll tell you, and I don't know if you may, I, well, you've made me a good margarita before. It's been a long Probably. time. But I like my margarita with um, a good silver tequila, mm-hmm. fresh lime juice, yep. not no bullshit sweet and sour. I don't even care if you say house sweet and sour. I don't want that. I want fresh lime juice. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of Patron Citron. Those three ingredients, that's all you so, need. So, you know, speaking of the health kick era, because we are kind of in that right now, yeah. a lot of people like to have a skinny margarita. Right. And I make a really good skinny margarita. How do you make it? I'm here. So I use your tequila. I prefer a gold tequila, uh-huh. but then I will muddle um, the fruit. Nice. I, will mud- I will muddle lemon, lime, and oranges. Nice. Shake it really good. A little bit of triple sack tequila. Shake it really good um, with ice, and then pour it over ice. Okay. And it's like delicious. Delicious. Well, I'll tell you this. I do like if you replace the triple sack ingredient with Patron, with the, the Patron Citrage or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. It's just a little more fresh, in my well, opinion. There's... But it's a more expensive, you know. Liqueur to use, really. but no. it, it really—that's my preference on that mm-hmm. because triple sex really high in sugar. You know, it's just a splash. Yeah, just a little bit. It's okay, just well, then a that's dash. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad there, Some people like to float a Grand Marnier floater. There Ooh, you go. That is a sugar in in the uh, in the lime shell. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah like the, yeah. yeah the flips. <laughs> yeah. Those are yeah. Uh, those. That's real sugary. But yeah, yeah, I make a lot of skinny margaritas well, for people. You're talking about you like to make. Martinis. Yes. What's your favorite martini to make? My favorite martini to make is a Cosmo. Cosmo. It's so, so just, good. My favorite. Classic. So I, let's let's put it in categories. Okay. My favorite martini to make for say a female would okay. definitely be a Cosmo. So and if then, a female comes to the bar and says, "I'm looking for a good drink," you're gonna say, "We have, Let me make you. Uh, we have a great Cosmo. Yeah. We'll make you one." Okay. And they're usually like, "This is amazing." And a lot of times they're horrible in other places. Yeah. Because I think some people don't, they think it's just cranberry juice right. and vodka, and yeah. it's not. Right. Um, if it were a man, for instance, I think a, I make a really good Manhattan, like a Manhattan Up yeah. is really good, and a really good, like, dirty, skanky. Extra dirty. Skanky, <laughs> blue cheese stuffed olives. Oh, man. So that is, that good. is dirty. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do, I used to do a dirty martini. I can't now. It's just too much like salt for me now oh yeah I used to really enjoy them 
some people when, when they crave salt. I started more sophisticated with my drinking. You know? uh, well, it sounds like you've been sophisticated with your with your old fashioned. I know I'm trying to get that way. I don't drink like I used to, so I may have like a drink every couple of weeks or maybe you know on the weekend. But yeah. I, don't, I don't get down like I used to three no. or four times a week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got got moves to make. Can be doing all that. I know you got to have a clear head. Yep. Clear head in the morning. Well, look, we're almost done. Do you have anything that you want to tell anyone? before we wrap this up and I mean about you know people that may be in your industry um, you know people that may be passionate about your industry and think they need to do something else but they really can stay in there anything you want to tell anyone I would just go back to what we were saying earlier like find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life and if you are in this industry and you enjoy it there is always room to grow and it's a great industry listen People are always going to want to go out to eat and drink, yep. you know, even in a recession. Yep. <laughs> so that's what I would have to say. Awesome. Just if you are in this industry and and you enjoy it, you should try to capitalize on it because it's a it's a multi-billion dollar industry around the world. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. And you don't have to, you don't want to go be the <clears throat> whatever. You can just do this. Yep. And you love it, do it. Don't, if you don't worry it. about judgment if you and what anyone thinks, what anyone says. Don't worry about it. If you love people and you love, you know, like I love serving people. Yeah. I don't know if that's, if I should say that, if that's the right way to say it. I mean, it. no, I mean, that that sums it up. You like to serve people. I that's, do. That's I like to make people thing. happy. Yeah. And that's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. And you get paid for it. It's my creative outlet. I, I mean, exactly. And you get paid for it. You mm-hmm. can't beat that. Well, that's all we got today. Everyone, please subscribe to the podcast and thanks for coming on, Sam. You're welcome.